0: It's never an underdog! Yes, sir! It's never the underdog.
1: Hello, Duke fans. Welcome to the Devil's Den podcast. I'm your host, Josh Smith, joined by my co-host, Raul. And today we got a special guest with us. We got sophomore forward out of Kansas City, Mark Mitchell, joining us today. Um, Happy to have you here, Mark. Appreciate you taking some time. Um, I know you're on a tight schedule, just got out of a workout, so we'll jump right in. So first thing I got for you. Coming from high school to Duke, what was the biggest adjustment you had to make, and kind of like how long did it take you to kind of make that adjustment from the high school ranks to playing um, in the ACC?
0: Um, yeah, obviously in high school I played like with a lot of um against a lot of tough players. You know, I went rigorous high school just regiment being at Sunrise, so it wasn't an adjustment maybe from the physical aspect or things like that. Maybe just I learned to play uh, to play a lot of other good players. You know, not having the ball in your hands all the time, not. You know, get as many touches that you're used to. Just find different ways to impact the game. And I think uh, over the course of the season, and just I had to figure out ways to do that. And I think I did it
1: pretty well, for sure. And one thing to, to kind of piggyback on that—that um, that I was impressed for you and, and for a lot of guys coming in, making that adjustment to playing off the ball a little bit, knowing where to be. Um, one thing I noticed is that, especially throughout the season, but you were really good at being able to load up on the wings, like ready to catch, ready to shoot, or attack off the dribble. Was that something that like you and coach kind of worked on or was that something that just you already had and was just refining it a little bit? Um, Yeah, I think it's something that I already had. I think
0: um, when I got here, I had to do it a lot more, though. You know, in high school, I usually had the ball in my hands. I'm the one creating initiating here was, you know, learning to play with Jeremy, play, learn to play with Tyrese, just playing off all different guys. You know, um, just we got to learn just to play with each other. So I think here is just being ready, you know, when the ball comes, making quicker decisions. And I think um, throughout the season, I just got a lot better at that. For sure. For
1: sure. Um, obviously, you come in last year as a freshman, your first year here. Unique experience, though, playing for a first year head coach. So both of y'all mm-hmm. are kind of learning on the fly a little bit. Pretty much a new roster outside of a few guys that came back. What was that experience like, kind of getting to know each other, getting acclimated? How long did it take for everyone to kind of feel comfortable?
0: Um, Yeah, it was obviously definitely a unique experience. It was kind of um unique, you know, 11 of the 13 players on the team. Or maybe fourteen were all new guys, so it was all we are all new. Um, it was Shire's first year, um, so just you know, we all just were learning together on the fly. You know, I think even throughout the season, you got to kind of see as as we grew, he also grew with us, and we all grew together. And that's why I think at the end of the season, we just had that 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 good run. You know, towards the end of the year, winning ten straight games, um, just because we all just figured it out all together collectively. You know, I think um, you don't realize how much experience matters in college until you really get in college and figure out. Like we were really talented, obviously, but just you know, learning the college game, learning the system, learning everything that um, college basketball is about, definitely um makes makes a big difference.
1: For sure, for sure, and, and you kind of hit on it, so you know, we, we were, the ACC is a gauntlet, right? It's a brutal schedule. Um, mm-hmm. Had a little up and downs until we got to that Virginia game and something seemed to to kind of flip the switch there. And I know a lot of guys have talked about what well, was really kind of more the post-Miami game. Um, mm-hmm. But something happened. Y'all guys go on a roll when like 9, 10 in a row. Did anything click? Did anything different happen? Or was it more about that kind of, that gelling, that experience just finally culminating?
0: Yeah, I think, um... I don't, I don't even know what, what to say it was. Uh, you know, we obviously had that meeting after the Miami game that that was just unacceptable. We couldn't, we couldn't do that again. Um, but I think we just all just kind of figured it out. It just clicked all at once, you know, um since, since uh, you know, the Virginia loss was heart, heartbreaking too. So I think that just put some fuel in our hearts that we just didn't, don't want to be in that position anymore. And I think as the season went on, we just, just leaned on each other. You know, we figured out, man, it's not going to be sweet. It's not going to be easy. And we just kept leaning on each other. And I think that's what got us all to start playing well. You know, we're not thinking about ourselves, but more the team. And I think that just helped us all, me, live, Flip, Tyrese, Jern, we all playing connected as one. So
1: for sure. For sure. Um, And and last thing I got for you on last season, obviously, there's a lot of pressure playing at Duke uh, for coach, for you all. It's a little bit of a new wave winning that ACC tournament, putting that banner up. What did that mean for you all? Was it was it euphoria? Was it kind of like did you a a sigh of relief just to say, okay we're still Duke like we got banners too? like walk me through kind of that final night cutting down those nets? What was going on for you all?
0: Yeah, it felt really good, especially just because how much we had been through throughout the season. Um, you know, people saying, oh, we're not this, we're not that. We weren't ranked most of the year. You know, obviously people remember the end, but they don't remember the little spurt. I don't, mm-hmm. I mean, probably a month and a half, we wasn't even in the AB top 25. So it felt good, you know, just to let people know that we're still here. You know, we're, we're not going anywhere. Still Duke, still the same tradition that's always been here. And it just felt really we- uh, good to just remind people that.
2: What was uh, John's sort of message to you uh, during the middle of the season when you were struggling a little bit? How did he kind of keep you guys together, keep your spirits up, all that?
0: Um, you know, I think he was just pretty consistent throughout. Um, I don't know if he said one thing or I mean, he he's always confident in us though. You know, he puts confidence in all of us. He always tells us shoot the shot. Um, just just be yourself, be confident. He has confidence in all of us, so I think he just stuck with us. Stuck with us, probably some of us when he shouldn't have, you know, and then. <laughs> Eventually we all figured it out and it all was really good. Yeah,
1: for sure. And to piggyback off that too, you're talking about, you know, staying ready, staying to shoot that shot. I want to go back to to Notre Dame and Cameron. We're up one. Uh Jeremy's coming down the side right there, finds you in the corner. You shoot a three, buckets, up one. What's going through your mind right there? Is it was it automatic of I'm just gonna let this fly? This is ball game if it drops, or walk us through that moment for you. Um yeah. I
0: mean I, I saw um The action, something happened, I remember, but then it was Jeremy trying to to create. He got downhill. Um, uh, J. Lee Starling helped off a little bit too much, and I was opening the corner. Um, That was a shot that I've been practicing a lot. Uh, Obviously, throughout the season, I hit a lot of corner threes and things like that. Um, But, yeah, I was just ready to shoot. You know, that that was a big shot for me, just especially in that point in the season. I think it kind of helped propel me just the rest of the year. But, yeah, I was just ready to shoot, being ready. You know, I was repping that shot out 100 times each corner every day. Uh, just trying to get it right. And it came through in a big moment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we, we talked about some offensive stuff. I want to highlight defensively. A lot of guys come in um, not really having that kind of on their resume as being someone. But for you, right away, we've seen it against Purdue, against multiple teams. You kind of took it personal of like, hey, my matchup, I'm going to shut them down, whether they're going one for eight, one for 11. Even on nights when maybe your box scored, you weren't doing all the scoring. The defense mm-hmm. stayed Is that something that y'all talked about or was that, is that just kind of who you are as a player?
0: Yeah. um, You know, coming in here, I knew, I knew there's a lot of talent. A lot of good players were all pretty good. You know, I just wanted to just make my mark somewhere. I could do it. You know, obviously I'm six, eight, I'm pretty big. um, Versatile and athletic. And I think that's something that a lot of teams don't have. So with my size, I can defend multiple positions, one through four, sometimes five in college and things like that. But uh, I just, just trying to do what the team needed me to do. You know, in high school, obviously I played for a defensive minded coach and Luke Barnwell. So I think that definitely prepared me. You know, I just, with little things on the court that you might not think of, I was pretty prepared, um, when I got to college in those aspects. But I think in college, I just, you know, took it a step up, you know, my individual defense, um, just using all my tools, all the gifts that God has blessed me with, um, and just, just playing the best teams I could. And obviously I did, did a pretty
1: good job at that. Sure, for sure. Um, we, we've raved about that quite a lot this this year. Um, well, let's transition to the offseason talk a little bit. Obviously, the season's a ways away for most of us. But for you all, it's kind of already started. The grind starts now. Summer workouts are going on. Um, take us back a little bit to what all led to to you deciding to come back for a sophomore year. Kind of what was that process like? Did you lean on anyone? Um, and then kind of what you're working on this summer? What parts of your game are you most kind of honing in on?
0: Um, yeah, obviously, uh I thought about it a little bit, maybe going. Um and, you know, I talked to Shire after the season, talked to the people in my circle. Um, I just thought it was a good idea to come back, you know, and obviously having Tyrese having flip back, you know, two people I, I know pretty well, it, it made the decision a lot easier. It's not like you're coming back to a foreign place, having Jeremy, and these guys here. Um, you know, uh and I just think I just could do things, you know, I need another year. Um, you know, obviously I could have went, and did this and that, but I just think I just wanted to go when I was ready. The time was right. You know, I think we had some unfinished business here, too. You know, we could do something pretty special. So that was also in the back of my mind, you know. And so, um, and obviously, I'm just still trying to just work on offense of my game. Um, just work on my scoring, work on my awareness, different things on the court. And it's getting better overall. I'm just, just trying to get better, become a better player. And obviously, coming in my second year of college, I'll be a little more um, just, just knowing the college game. I think that's half the battle. Um, obviously, I'm really talented. We're all really talented. We're just us knowing the college game is definitely going to make a world of the difference.
1: For sure. For sure. There's been a lot of kind of reports, some of the early kind of uh, pictures and images coming out. looks like you've got you all, especially you have really committed to the weight room too, working with Coach mm-hmm. Will, getting the body right. Um, what has that been like for you kind of doing that at Duke versus, you know, a lot of guys talk about in high school, they kind of do it on their own or they have their own systems here with Coach Will. It's kind of a pretty, you know, tradition of getting guys ready to roll. What What's that part been like?
0: Yeah, it's been great this offseason. Obviously, I was I was here a little longer than the other guys just because i um, just working out in L.A. with my agency and, and being here back with Coach Will, just getting stronger. You know, it's the offseason, just putting on a little bit of weight. Uh, just defining my muscles, defining my body. Um, you know, obviously I was never like super skinny. I mean, I was, I was probably like 15, <laughs> but I've always been like a pretty athletic, built kind of kid. And obviously I just, just keep doing that, keep getting stronger, keep getting bigger and uh, going into my second
1: year. I think we all uh, made that a priority. For sure, for sure. Uh, And you you mentioned Tyrese, you mentioned Flip. A lot of the freshman class comes back now as sophomores, you know, in in college speak, sophomores kind of still on the earlier side. But for you, it seems like there's there's going to be a a leadership element coming from y'all three being sophomores, taking some of the frosh under the wing. What does the next step look like for you on, on the leadership side? Is that a vocal thing? Is it on the court thing? Is it off the court? Kind of where's the growth for Mark in that?
0: Yeah, I think it's in all aspects. You know, last year it was kind of, um, you only had Jeremy and uh, Jalen only played a little bit his freshman year. So he's also new to it also. But, you know, instead of having one guy, we got like multiple seven, eight guys who were here, went through the ringer. Um, I've been through it all. So I think just, just having each other to lean on too. Um, last year was good, but this year we all, we know, we know where to expect. There's nothing new. I think it's being more vocal. You know, we're not taking a back seat anymore. We're not that's all we're here. We're, you know, we're. I mean, obviously we're not upperclassmen, but at Duke, if you've been here a year. You, you know, you're here. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So just, just it's a definitely different perspective. Just around the facility, around everywhere. Um, we're not little kids no more. You know, and they don't, they don't treat us like that anymore. It's we're. You should know what to do every each and every day,
1: and you know, just act like professionals. So. For sure. For sure. Um, a different roster though too, right? We we have a lot of guys returning. We have some new guys coming in. Um, it looks like though the 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 system might be a little different, play style could be a little different. Anything you can kind of give us of, you know, what what might be the expectation heading in? What kind of like uh, how does y'all want to play this year? Wanna get up and down more in the half core? What's the focus been like?
0: Um, you know, I'm not sure about that yet. Obviously, um it'll be a little different now having live back there uh would be a lot different <laughs> to offensively and defensively. But I'm sure we'll figure it out. Obviously we can we have a lot of different versatility, not a lot a lot of different lineups that we can run. So um, I'm sure it should be fun. You know, Coach Shire will obviously put us in a great position to do whatever we need to do and uh sure we'll be able to play a lot of different ways. But not having live definitely will make it a little bit different. But, you know, different it can be good too sometimes. So
1: Sure, for sure. seems like it could be, not that last year wasn't, but it seems like it could be a pretty deep team on paper, mm-hmm. right? A lot of guys looking, a lot of different pieces, a lot of guys can slide around, especially kind of two through four there. Um, mm-hmm. What's been your initial impressions of some of the freshmen coming in, just in terms of getting them up to speed, their game, how they fit with you guys?
0: Yeah, the freshmen, uh, the first thing yeah, I say, I work really hard. You know, they're always in the gym, always working. You ain't got to tell them that, Um Obviously, they're freshmen. They got to learn and do the things that they got to do. But I'm sure they're all, they're all really talented for sure. Um, you know, we got three of them can really shoot. Sean is a freak athlete. Um, so they should all be pretty good, man. Um, it should be fun to
1: really get to play with them this upcoming year. Um, it should just be, see a uh, fun season. Is there any particular matchup that you're kind of looking forward to? I know the schedule is pretty – I don't want to use the word brutal, but it's pretty loaded, right? There's going to be a lot mm-hmm. of tests, a lot of big games, a lot of big moments. Is there any maybe venue that you're looking forward to playing in or like what sophomore kind of season going to be looking like for you? Um, I don't know if there's
0: one. I think our, our schedule is pretty exciting. You know, we got Arizona, we got Michigan mm-hmm. State, we got Arkansas. Like, So I think – I don't know if there's one game, but I think just that whole little pr- – you know, first uh, bit of the non-conference stretch there is going to be just pretty exciting. Pretty, it's going to be we're going to teach what we need to know about ourselves too. So I think it's going to be pretty fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and last thing I got for you, and then I want to kind of plug some stuff for you. Um, what did it mean for for you, and then maybe the team as a whole last year? Y'all come in and just really took care of business at home, and that's kind of been a story mm. thing for us. But we've seen that kind of slip a little bit in the last decade or so. Uh, was that like an intentional thing? Was that like y'all talked about it, or it just happened to go undefeated at home? Or what was that like? Honestly, I don't know if we exactly said we wanted to go undefeated at
0: home. I think um, obviously you want to defend home court, and I think playing in Cameron like it's a plus five just from being <laughs> in there, you know. So <laughs> I think uh, I don't, it was always the point, but if it's not to want to lose, um, but I think um, we kind of just. Fell into that. You know, we all, I think we play a little bit better at home. We play with a little more energy. And obviously, as being freshmen, too, uh, it's not something you realize. Like playing on the road is a lot harder than when you have the crowd behind your back and you're comfortable and you're in an your environment. So, um, obviously, didn't want to lose at home. Uh, I don't know if it was like a big thing. We just kept, kept trying to get better. And obviously, uh, we just happened to not lose at home. And obviously, uh, we keep that up and the crazies keep supporting us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was a electric environment. I had the pleasure of being there for the Carolina game and it was just something else. Just being in that building, you got the stars all around you. Everybody's mm-hmm. walking through the moments there. All of the kind of cliche stuff seems to, you know, it's, yeah. it's real. Um, last thing, Mark. So recently I just saw on Twitter, you just dropped some new merch. I had a quick mm-hmm. question for you. Did you design the logo? I love the double M. Like, how did that go in? I'm sure maybe working with Rachel Baker a little bit and that whole process. Talk to us a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, my brother had actually um, he had actually like been working on that for a couple of years. And I've been had it for a couple of years. I just now put it out into the mainstream. Um, but yeah, that's my logo. I've had it for a couple of years. I just dropped the new merch. Um, it's so on my Twitter bio, Instagram bio. If anyone wants to go get it, uh, but yeah, uh, we've been had that. Um, double double M.
1: I like it a lot. Uh, so yeah. Nice. And and the NIL stuff, too, like, do you have like designated like people at Duke that you work with for that? Is that like now it's so much of a business and, a, and mm-hmm. creating brands and using brands like what sort of assistance do you get with that? Kind of walk us through what you can, I guess, of that process.
0: Yeah, obviously, I have my agent um, also. And uh, Rachel does a great job here facilitating us for NIL things and the little events that so we do. Um, but yeah, it's, it doesn't take away from too much of basketball, but it's, it's obviously really good to just be able to tap into that space and then you know have some some money in our pockets being college kids. So, but it's really good just with all the people around us. And Duke does a great job putting in great positions to uh, succeed in that.
1: For sure, for sure. And we'll, we're will we going to link the description and all that in our pod description. We'll create a link to the merch site. I think we're actually going to do a little bit of a giveaway. So uh, once this goes live, we'll get some people to retweet it and maybe get some merch out there. Just a, a quick kind of fun thing as we wind down here. Um, who was kind of your favorite player growing up? Doesn't have to be a Duke guy. Someone you kind of maybe modeled your game after. And then give us something for the culture. Who are you listening to right now? What hot artist is out there? Give us some music.
0: Um, growing up, uh, obviously it's hard to model your game as this person, but Kobe was my guy mm. Uh, growing up. Just Kobe, my room at home is purple. And yellow. I still got the Kobe fathead, got Kobe murals. I got it all. Um, he was just, he was like the first person I started watching, you know, when I was probably five or six, he was the best player in the league And I was four or five, six years old. Like I asked my dad who's the best player. He told me Kobe, I said, that's my favorite player. And he <laughs> just it stuck with me. Just the way he played the game, you know, it's just nothing like it, um, but uh, in the music side, obviously, I'm a big Drake fan. Uh, hopefully, when he comes to uh, Charlotte, we can go see him. So that's the goal, trying to get the connect down there right now, trying to get that going. So, very yeah, nice. big Drake guy.
1: Very nice. Very nice. Okay, well, co- right, I'm going to push a little bit. Eight or 24 for Cove? Or does it matter?
0: Um. Well, I've am tw- seen 24. Like, 24 was what I seen. You know, I wasn't really like basketball conscious when he <laughs> <ran> eight
1: so <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like the 24 personally myself too. Um, mm. All right, Mark. Well, I know you're busy. I know you got stuff going on. Hopefully you can at least enjoy the college experience a little bit as they got you running through all this. Mm. We appreciate your time. Um, again, we're going to plug all that stuff in the pod description. Y'all go check that out. And uh, appreciate it, Mark. Look forward to a great season. Yeah, for sure. Appreciate you guys. Have a good day. All Thanks, right, man. man. Take it easy. Well, we want to thank Mark again for coming on and taking some time out. He had just finished a workout there. So uh really appreciate him spending a little bit of time kind of getting us up to speed on what's what's been going on. Um oh it was a little quick. I was trying to trying to respect his time, so I apologize for kind of rushing through some of that stuff. Um, Ro, anything that he said that maybe stood out to you in terms of what he's doing this offseason? Obviously he talked about the not having D behind him there. So what stood out from you? What do you take away from uh what Mark said? Yeah,
2: you brought that up and that was the first thing that jumped out to me. Um yep. you know, because obviously we've been talking and thinking about it a lot. And I like how he said, you know, like it can be a bad thing in some ways, but it can be a good thing in others. Cause I right. agree with that. Like um I'm really interested to see what Mark looks like in a more kind of spread out offense. He also mentioned me too. you know that three of the guys coming in can shoot. So having him at the four, maybe a little bit more with three shooters around him yeah. could be really interesting and open up some driving lanes for him. So that's what I'm really curious to see next year.
1: Yeah, that stood out to me as well. And I kind of it made me kind of flashback to how we used him. And I don't know if it was both, but I remember one of the Syracuse games we used him a lot, kind of like flashing middle. And as a distributor, I think he had like five or six assists that game. I'd like to see a little bit more of that. And I think if you have shooting around him, that becomes a much more viable strategy of letting him kind of flash and do some creation there and the kind of mid to high post. You know, we didn't talk about him playing the three last year versus what that's going to look like this year. But I think to me, that's one of the biggest things is getting him to slide down, especially we couldn't really see it here. And obviously if you're listening, you can't see it. um, But it looks like he really committed to the body and the gym. He didn't really go into that a ton. um, But it seems like from all reports like dude's a tank now at this point, right? He's six, eight, six, nine, even maybe, um, with that level of physicality. I mean, I don't, we don't want to harp on it again, but I think just not landing that portal big is, is going to pay off for us for some of these guys. I mean, the one guy he highlighted was Sean Stewart and his athleticism. So you have a, you have three or four guys there and Ryan Young, and even some of the reports from Christian Reeves, um, uh, not to dig this up again, but I think we're going to be good down there. I mean, is that where you're at still? Or are you still kind of hoping that or wishing that we could have added someone?
2: No, and uh, I think we mentioned this on the last pod, but I believe he's up to 232 now. So 6'9", 232, that's a lot of muscle. And then apparently TJ Power's also 6'9". So you have you have several guys who could theoretically play the three or the four. And like last season... He did play the three a lot on offense, but on defense, he would often guard the four. And he seemed to have no problem doing that. You know, he went against like uh, Chris Murray and people like that who are pretty big guys. You know, he's in the NBA right now um, and shut him down. So I don't see any issue with him holding up defensively at the at the four.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's going to be fine. I mean, he was super durable last year. It's really unfortunate that. Um, you know, the one game he missed yeah. is the very last game, you know, that part kind of sucks. But, you know, it's like a guy that started 35 games for us last year um, and factors to kind of really be a guy that could eat 30 minutes a night coming into this year. Um, I'd even like to see a little bit of what a small ball looks like with maybe Mark kind of at your pseudo five with four shooters around him. Um, I just think there's a lot of options so far with what we've seen and what we've heard. Um, we didn't jump in a whole lot to like all of the frosh and what they're doing, but I did like that he talked about himself, Tyrese and Flip kind of taking this leadership of knowing what to expect. Um, and it almost sounds like last year we were kind of like reacting to what was going on maybe right we're just like okay this is a new experience playing on the road this is a new experience playing in a tournament whereas this year it sounds like you know he he made clear to say now we think we can do something special here so it's like an attack right now they're attacking the moment attacking this flip's been retweeting stuff um it just seems like the focus and the preparation is kind of like already there heading in did you get any sense of that from him Yeah, well, I think he said unfinished business. Yeah.
2: And, uh, you know, he did mention that, like, when they were struggling in the middle of the season, that that Virginia game, losing it in such a heartbreaking way, kind of motivated them. And I can see the same thing being true. I didn't really want to ask him about the last game of the season, kind of bring up those memories. But I could see the same thing being true of that, because they were playing so well, and then get in the tournament and are just derailed by this more physical Tennessee team, and, of course, Mark's injury. But that has to have given them some hunger
1: too, I would think. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, You know, it it gets me excited again for the season, You know, just looking forward to seeing kind of what we're gonna do um, another year for the Frosh, another year for John. Um, I I think there's plenty of reason to be pretty optimistic right now, especially in July, right? Like this is one of the best times of the year just because you're getting all of these early reports from what's going on, Um, but- uh, Yeah, it's all optimism, right? Yeah, yeah, it's all optimism right now. So everything's good, but uh, you know, we're going to keep this one a little short just to not murk up some of the time here before for, for we get more. out of uh, before we get out of here. Maybe we should mention that uh, Will Avery was hired to the staff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I just saw that earlier today too. Um, so yeah, John just announced that Will Avery's going to be joining the staff as an assistant coach. He he kind of talked a little bit about it on Twitter, but Will's been around the program forever. He's been around um you know, the staff for a while, he's been doing some coaching. He's been working with the players. I, I I love it. Just get him in. You get another one of those like late 90s, you know, you got Seawill already there, Avery, those kind of dogs that everyone likes. Um, is there something that you think that Will specifically brings to the staff that might not be there in terms of being a lottery pick and kind of going through that process of deciding to leave early versus um, kind of sticking it out? What do you think he's going to bring? Well, at the very least, he's a cautionary tale, right? Um, Yeah. Hey,
2: look, I had the draft status, but uh, coach told me I wasn't ready, and he was right. You know, You know, and that's not to say that that would be the case with every player in his position, but he really did need to stay another year. Um, So that perspective could be kind of interesting to have on the staff. I'm not saying that we want him in there telling every player they have to come back, but... Just having been through that life experience, he can maybe advise players who are on the fence a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, and just um still still a fairly young guy. Yeah, still able to play a little bit too. I like that that almost everyone on our staff can get out there and run some three on three or four on four um so yeah I'll, that's yeah definitely a good thing for him and we'll you know again we talked about it last pod but shouts to emil for for going getting the Celtics job that's big time for him obviously him and tatum are really close um so at least he has that coming in there a little familiarity to get up to speed i think we're going to miss that you know of having a there of having that guy to work with the bigs what he worked what he did with d live last year i mean it's been talked about forever um so you know best of luck to him and uh you know, congrats to, to coach Avery for coming in. So yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that before we got out of here. Um,
2: Who do you think will will uh, work with the bigs now? Um, see, well, maybe, or
1: uh, yeah. Cause Nate maybe. James
2: used to, and now he's gone as well. And then Emil's gone. So there's a little bit of a void there.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, maybe John does it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Jay does it. I don't know. You know, that'll be interesting to see. Jay did it at Texas a little bit, right? Yeah. So, and their track history is pretty yeah. good about getting bigs to the league, developing bigs, getting them out of there. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see kind of what that what that looks like going forward. Yeah. Um, but uh, again, you know, we want to thank Mark again for coming in. Um, we're going to put his his link down there. It's themarkmitchell.com, but we'll put that in the pod description. So if you want to go check out some of his new merch, what he's got going on over there, um, you know, we'll, we'll retweet all of this stuff too, so you can find it on all the usual places um but you know in the meantime rate review subscribe you can find us at the devil's you can email us at the devil's at gmail.com we're on Twitter at devil's den pod 247. uh got a lot of exciting things coming up through as well um you know if you haven't been paying attention Peach Jim's just been going on we've had Steve Clark down there once he gets back and settled we'll have him come on and talk a little bit about Isaiah Evans Cooper Flagg the boozers um, you know, to get get more of that recruiting kind of kind of tone in here as well, um, but uh, you know, we, we just talked about it a little bit, but it's hot out there, so you know, keep the faces strong and the verve high, and hopefully you're not like rolling. You got AC, go do.